Worcester Culture Watch, a podcast connecting you with the local culture scene in Worcester. Arts, entertainment, music, and more. Worcester Culture Watch from the Worcester Telegram and Gazette. Hello and welcome to Worcester Culture Watch. I'm entertainment editor Victor Infante and I'm here with the entertainment reporter Richard Duckett. Hello, Richard. Hello, Richard. And today we are going to do something terribly, terribly out of character for us. And we're going to talk about sports. Well, in particular, we're going to talk about the World Cup. And uh, if you're a soccer fan like I am, uh, this has been a particularly enthralling uh, World Cup with uh, lots of surprises, upsets and great games. And also, if you're from England, like I am, uh, it sort of sets you thinking a little bit because um, uh, I don't want to jinx the English team, but uh, with the luck of the draw, I wouldn't be at all surprised if they're going to make it through to at least the World Cup final. And the last time England were in the World Cup final was 1966 when they won it. And being culture people, um, it also got me thinking about the impact that that had in 1966 on England. Um, England was already swinging in uh, 1966. And the Beatles had been out for some time then. The Beatles um, had already come to America, maybe maybe, maybe even made that last appearance in America already. But, um, but it did somehow... Um, the World Cup, I mean, when England won it, it gave the country a definite sense of confidence. Uh, it seemed to put an exclamation point on the swing 60s. And the best was even actually yet to come, um, with um, Bobby Moore, the England captain, becoming an icon in terms of sport. A year later, Chelsea would become... The Chelsea soccer team would become the epitome of uh, the swinging 60s um, in London. Um, all the players on Carnaby Street. The music was only going to get better from England. Uh, I speak of someone, I should add, who I don't like to give my age away, but uh, I remember the 1966 World Cup. Wow. Now, it's funny because, you know, as you've noted, you are English, and I think most of our listeners had guessed that. Um, I lived in the United Kingdom for three years, which is where I developed my affection for soccer, because as an American, you don't get it culturally here. And I found it as a person who played a little bit of sports in high school, not much, you know, a couple seasons, and basketball and football. And um, I was shocked at how easily I got caught up in soccer once I was removed from the context of American culture and dumped in England, and especially in an international campus where there was a lot of Arabs and a lot of people from Africa. So I was just blown away just by how quickly I can get into that into the spirit of that game and watching it on a sort of na- international level, because we don't watch any other, Americans don't watch sports on an international level, except for the Olympics. Right, right, yeah. I mean, I, 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 since I've been in this country, I've certainly heard plenty of Americans sort of, uh, especially American men who think it's an insult to their manhood uh, to have actually watched a, a soccer game. But, um, but growing up in England, I think um, it's a very easy game for anybody to play. You don't, you don't need a lot of equipment. You just need really a, a ball, any kind of ball will do, and um, throw down a couple of jackets, and that's your goal, and um, you can play the game anywhere, on, huh. the, on the street, uh, on the local recreation field. So you, it's, it's easy to grow up with. Um, 
And I think um, in terms of television, I think the 1966 World Cup was a defining moment. Um, mm. I read that uh, 32 million people watched the World Cup final in 1966, which was England against West Germany, um, the most highest watched TV event ever in England at that point. Mm. Um, and it was a great game, too. Um, England won 4 2. I think it's fair to say that um, some people of a slightly older generation, it was World War II revisited, <laughs> um, with England winning again. Um, for others, um, it was just uh, very exciting. And um, that was also a World Cup that commercially was very successful. For the first time, there was a mascot. It was Willie, World Cup Willie, who was a lion. There was, there was a World Cup Willie song sung by Lonnie Donegan. And um, uh, I think um, that that event, that 1966 World Cup, really helped put soccer uh, as a worldwide television sport. Hmm. Which is, you know, maybe if we did had a mascot, we could get Americans to actually pay attention. I was reading an Associated Press article this morning, actually, that um, the American team didn't qualified this year for the World Cup, which right. is something we're not talking about very loudly because I imagine it's rather embarrassing. <laughs> but for this sport that's you know so easy, we didn't do very well in the matchups into it. Well, they came pretty close. Um, mm. They had they had a, a German coach, uh, Jürgen Klinsmann, who had uh, excellent credentials. Um, but and he had, he had navigated them to the uh, previous World Cup in uh, 2012, but uh, they weren't doing very well in the qualifying stage. They fired Klinsman. They brought back Bruce Arena, who had um, previously been a United States coach and had guided them to uh, at least one one World Cup. But uh, then they had one of there was one of those nights where. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. In other words, two other teams, I think, had to lose or win, and the United States would would be would have gotten in anyway if they hadn't have lost themselves. But uh, but all the all the permu the unlikely permutations all came to be, and uh, the United States didn't qualify, and it's it's hurt because um, enthralling as the World Cup has been to watch. I was looking at the, at the uh, TV ratings here. And, They're terrible. Uh, and not very many people in the United States are watching it. I know. Now, there are places, even here in Worcester, where people are gathering to watch them. There, we had a story by Mark Sullivan yes. in there. And I know Railers Pub has had some, screened some games. I know some other places around town have. So there, there is an interest. I think a lot of the interest is probably driven by people from either Central American, Latino, or um, Asian. Or Middle Eastern back or African backgrounds in town, um, or you know foreigners from Europe and such. <laughs> but um, but and I and, you know I live in a largely Hispanic and um, Brazilian neighborhood, and when Brazil's playing, you can usually hear it very loudly in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and that was, again, this has been a year of upsets. So who knows? England could be at the top of it. Is there any last thoughts? we could say to encourage Americans to watch this game that we have no personal stake in this year. Is there anything that you would ask, tell them to watch out for, to watch for if you, they were going to, if they were going to take a risk? Well, um, 
the matchups look intriguing. Um, there's Russia, which has um, surprisingly made it this far. Um, the game itself speaks for itself. It's very elementary. You're just trying to get the ball into the net, and um, and uh, it can be very exciting, especially if there's a penalty kickoff. Um, and looking at the final, it could 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 be England against Brazil, or it could be England against France, which would be a Brexit World Cup. Uh, oh, so, goodness gracious. Uh, I would so not want to be in an English pub at that. <laughs> so, a Brexit World Cup would be very intriguing indeed. I think so. I think so. It's amazing what's playing out on this global stage, and that's one of the appeals of the World Cup. All right, this has been another edition of Worcester Culture Watch. Um, I'm Victor Infante, and as always, our music has been composed by DJ Manipulator. Thank you, and good night.